Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 209, and I think I'm going to call it my fine but blurry line between clutter and decor. Um, So I have redecorated, or you could just say decorated, my living room. I know I've been yakking on and on and referring to our remodeling process, which is like not full on rip walls down remodeling, but paint and floors and all that kind of stuff for, oh, I don't know what, a year now. Um, Well, that had been done and we'd had our living room painted. I've been very, very pleased with it, but my living room was not decorated. Well, I kind of got onto a deadline recently. I, I did a video for a company and they wanted it done in my home. <laughs> oh, anyway, so I was like, well, I'm so close because it's actually been painted and it has the floors and I had bought a new rug that I loved and I had added a couple of little things in the colors that I liked, but I mean, it was not decorated at all. And like, there was nothing really on my bookshelves because I'd never replaced all this stuff after the room had been painted and the bookshelves had been painted and I was scared to put things back because what if, you know, I don't feel like I know what I'm doing anyway. So I had a deadline and I'd actually already been planning to paint the fireplace with a friend. I really liked the way that she did hers. And so we had been planning on it and we had actually set last weekend, which this is now I don't know. I'm recording ahead now. So this is all awkward, but I'm just going to say it in real time because otherwise I will get mixed up. But we had already decided on last weekend being the the weekend that we were going to paint my fireplace. And then this video project came up. So this friend is somebody who her house is absolutely beautiful. I mean, like you walk in and I mean, it's not ostentatious at all. It's just incredibly homey and lovely and purposeful and beautiful. I mean, I, really, it's just one of those homes you walk into and you're like, why doesn't my house look like this? You know, I don't know. Maybe nobody else feels that way, but I do. Uh, anyway, so I, we were already planning on doing my fireplace. And so I asked her, Hey, more than that, can you give me some help on decorating? Like, can you just kind of help me a little bit on arranging and, and all that kind of stuff? Because I've got this video coming now and I would really like my living room to look finished. And I, I said, if you want to come down and kind of look at things. And she said, yeah, I do. Can I call my friend? She loves this kind of stuff. And it's somebody who I sort of kind of knew, but it wasn't necessarily somebody that I was, you know, knew very well. And I said, sure. I mean, honestly, there was a time when I would have been like, no, that's okay. Never mind. Because I would have been scared. But I was kind of, you know, I'm like, my my living room is sort of a blank slate now because I decluttered. And 
I am ready for this. And I was a little bit desperate because of, you know, what I had coming up. So anyway, they came down. And so I'm just going to talk about kind of what I learned from them, the process. But I want to say before I do that, I really struggled with whether or not to talk about this. It kind of kept coming to me and I'm like, yeah, thoughts that I have, because as I have thoughts about clutter and all that, I want to share it with you guys. But I was hesitant to because of my fear due to past blurred lines between decor and clutter. And so that's what I'm going to talk about. And I really, I, I thought to myself at first when I started thinking about this and, you know, what I had learned from them and all that, I thought, maybe I should wait. Maybe I should wait and see if this sticks, see if it lasts, see if I can maintain what they've done. And then I realized, you know what, I'll tell you all about that later. I'll, I'll tell you how it's maintaining and if I'm able to keep it up or not. But there are things that I've learned for now, and I may learn that I can't handle certain things down the line. And that's fine. Because I want to be sure, especially if this is the first time you've ever listened to my podcast, just know that if there's one thing I know, it's that not everything lasts, not every bit of progress, not every positive thing that you do, or that I do has this result that's impacts my home and my life for the next 30 years. And I honestly have come to believe that that's the main thing I have to give you guys over everything over the, you know, decluttering process that I have, you know, learned the hard way and come up with in my books and all that. More than that, the number one thing is, it's okay when something doesn't keep working perfectly forever. It's okay to be happy about it now. And then you don't have to feel like a failure when something quits working or when something doesn't turn out to be the game changer that you thought it was going to be. You just got to keep going from there. You know, I mean, here we are on podcast number 209. Oh my word, I've been yakking about this stuff forever. But it's like, it's not a matter of, okay, guys, do this and you're done. There is no done. Like there's no done. And People who love decor love to redecorate, right? I kind of want to decorate and then be done. You know, I I assume I'll be that lady. If I could actually keep this up and have it look nice, I assume I'll be that lady who in 30 years, when I see I'm 45 now, so 30 years, I'd be 75. Okay, anyway, so I'm selling my house and like the pictures get shared all over the internet. Can you believe that this person hasn't redecorated in 30 years or whatever, you know? Anyway. That will be me. Um, so I, I guess I guess that's the thing is, yes, I may fail. I may not be able to maintain what we did. I may, it may turn into, you know, something that I love as a beauty spot, beauty spot may turn into a clutter catcher. I have no idea. And I fear that. And I know it's a possibility. But I'm here for y'all for that. Because I'm not the only person that that happens to. And a huge part of my frustration before was that I always kept thinking I would arrive, that I would be done at some point, that I would figure out the trick and then never have to keep figuring anything out ever again. And that is just not reality of a home because people live in it and people change and people move. And I'm sure that, well, I'm not even going to say that. I'm sure of nothing. I mean, really, there's part of me that goes, okay, well, maybe once my kids are older, And I don't have kids in the house anymore, which is not a time I'm looking forward to. I'm dreading that. But maybe at that point, things can actually kind of stay the same because we won't have people who are constantly changing 
everything about, you know, but I've learned that whatever I think is going to happen in the next phase of life, I'm usually wrong. So let me tell you about a sponsor for today's podcast, who is PrepDish. PrepDish is a subscription-based meal planning service. Every Friday, I eagerly click on my prep dish email. Allison, the founder, sends me a list of meals and a grocery list. But what she does instead of just sending the recipes for those meals is what makes prep dish unique as a meal planning service. I get detailed instructions for doing all the prep work for the week's meals in one prep session that's designed to take two to three hours, though there's also a one hour prep session menu included for busy weeks. Then there are instructions for getting the meals on the table super fast on the nights we're going to eat them because all the chopping and stuff like that is done. For our current season of life, when I simply don't always have even an hour's heads up time about when we're going to be able to all eat together, um, being able to do all the prep work early and then get a healthy meal on the table quickly is a huge relief. You can get a free two-week trial of Prep Dish by going to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean. That's prepdish.com dot com slash a slob comes clean for a free two week trial. I'm going to share this now and then I'll update you guys as time goes on, whether it lasts or it doesn't. Okay. So everything I say as far as, yeah, I really like this because of this, just know that that's how I feel in this moment, that that's how it's working for me in this moment. And there you go. All right. So, um, things about me and decor. So it's true that uh, I have slob vision. And because I have slob vision, you know, that's, that's what I call it when I don't see incremental mess. I see perfectly wonderful and I see total disaster, but I do not see it happening. Like I don't see a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. It's growing. It's growing. I just see the perfect and the disastrous. And it's the in-between that's the hardest part for me. And so, and, and, and I call it slob vision because I'm able to function and ignore certain things, like live within it. And it's like, I don't even see it. I feel like that does have an effect on decor as in, I don't notice a lack of decor. Now, I'll just be completely honest. I might notice it in somebody else's house. I mean, I can't think, I'm not thinking of someone specific. Oh, she didn't. No, but I mean, I I might see it in a new situation, but in my own house, I don't notice that there's really no decor happening. And so that kind of lets me go on and on and on. And it just doesn't. And then I go to somebody else's house. I think, oh, this looks so homey. But I don't come home and think, oh, my house doesn't look homey. See, Another thing is one of the things that I've realized, and here, here's where I hesitate in talking about this, because I feel like after so many years of decluttering, I am finally at a point, and it wouldn't take this long for everybody, okay? But for me personally, I am finally at a point where I was ready to decorate, but I only am ready to decorate because I have decluttered and maintained that decluttering. And I'm specifically talking about my living room. The rest of my house, no, it still needs to be decorated. But the living room itself, you know, is kind of your centerpiece, I would think, of decorating. And I'm sure there's people who know better than that. But looking at it, I'm able to do it now because I have decluttered. And there was value in just the decluttering just decluttering. So living for years of just having decluttered it, decluttering is like redecorating. 
Okay. Because visually I was, and I'm specifically talking about living areas, which is where I recommend people start with decluttering in those visible spaces that you're really living in all the time. And that's what guests will see and all that. So I would look at, you know, I'd be used to a cluttered living area. And then as I decluttered that space, it was like, oh, my living room looks like what I want it to look like, you know, and then over time, now I've come to this decorating place. And I think that's the fear for me of decorating is it feels like I'm bringing stuff with no purpose in, but its purpose is to decorate. But I have spent so much and I'm so paranoid about anything being in my space, you know, that might just fall over and turn into clutter. I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling. But anyway, decluttering feels like decorating. So if you are at the beginning of your journey, either don't listen to this podcast or know that this is the goal for down the line. But to know that I was not ready to really, truly decorate until I had a blank slate and it took me multiple decluttering sessions to get to that blank slate point. And yet my slob vision also then allowed me to just live and enjoy the blank slate for way too long. You know what I mean? Anyway. Okay. Um, another, you know, a, a, a fear thing that I have is way back when, before I realized that, um, this clutter stuff was an ongoing issue that I was going to struggle with my whole life, you know, meaning back when I became, you know, had my first home and then soon after that became a stay-at-home mom, I thought, oh, well, my messiness issues are going to go away (laughs) because then what else am I going to have to do, right? I mean, it just didn't even occur to me that they might not just naturally go away at that point. I just had always assumed that. So, you know, in that phase of my life, when I had my first home, I decorated it. I mean, I was very into that. But meanwhile, I was decorating and I was shoving clutter to the side to decorate an area. And then that clutter just kind of kept creeping back into the area that was decorated, which meant that decor blended in with all the clutter and turned into its own additional clutter. See what I'm saying? And so because I've had that experience of not decluttering first and trying to decorate within the clutter, it all ended up blending into one thing. And that has contributed to my fear of decorating like thinking, oh, I better not do that because it's only going to cause a problem. And I feel like having had it decluttered and maintained it and lived with it and learned to like the open space, that I'm hoping is what's made me ready to decorate. Okay. Okay. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors this week, who is Care Of. Care Of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door. I am a well-intentioned chronic forgetter. Taking my vitamins is one of those things that is affected by this particular personality trait or flaw or whatever of mine. I talk a lot about how well it works for me when I can put something in motion by doing the thinking and the planning once and then set it up to happen automatically in the future. And that's what I like about Care Of. So winter's over. It's natural to want to get into a healthier routine. Care Of has an online quiz that's quick to take. And honestly, I found it kind of fun. Like the questions they asked were really fun. Um, 90% of people fall short of FDA recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient. Care Of's quiz is designed to help you find out where you're lacking and get back on track to reaching your health goals. 
Your personalized care of subscription box gets sent right to your door every month with personalized daily packs. Great for the busy on the go lifestyle. I love how each day has its own pack of exactly what I need all put together and it all comes in a cute box. The packs are cute. The box is cute and cuteness always helps, right? You can even track your progress with the Care of app and earn rewards when you remember to take your vitamins. For 50% off your first month of personalized Care of vitamins, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter Clean 50. Again, that's for 50% off your first month of personalized Care of vitamins, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter Clean 50. Um, so yeah, I'm sharing all my insecurities about uh, decorating. And part of that is that when I first started in my first home and I was excited about decorating and then it never looked like I wanted it to look, which I now know is probably because of the clutter or I now know is definitely because of all the clutter. Having that happen again and again has made me very insecure about decorating. Because here's the thing, the stuff that they've brought into my house, I like it. Like, I mean, it's all like, it's what I would have picked myself in the store, but I'd gotten to this point where I was so scared of that. And part of it too, is because I had shopped so much, you know, there's a podcast. I think I did it after Christmas, January, something like that, where I talk about, you know, learning to stop shopping. And part of the issue is that I used to just shop all the time, bring stuff into my home, and then it just turned into clutter instead of bringing things in purposefully. And so I feel like I'm rambling, but I'm going to keep going. Uh, what if I can't handle decorating? What if it collects clutter? Those are fears that I've had. So, and another thing, okay. So last week I had the friends come in and that also is another point for me is to be willing to accept help to say, I want someone to come in and help me so that that will help me kind of get over those insecurities about decorating. But at the same time, I also needed to know myself because I was very, you know, these were people coming in and they have beautiful styles and I absolutely love their style, but I know myself and I know I have a clutter threshold. And so I was, I was pretty adamant about, I just have to let you guys know. And they know this. I mean, one of them, you know, she knows what all I do. The friend, friend, the other person I kind of had to explain it to, but I was like, I can't have as much as she has in her home. I love it. I look at it and it just makes me happy to look at in her home. But because I know my clutter threshold, I know I can't have a display of seven random things on my hearth, even though for her, it's artfully and beautifully displayed. For me, it's just going to be a clutter catcher. Like other things are going to get set down near it. I, I think I had to come to a point where I knew my own clutter threshold and then was able to be really strong and adamant about clutter threshold is a thing, which you guys can say there's a book. It's a thing. I can say I made it up, but I wrote a book and somebody published it. So it's a thing. My clutter threshold is a thing. I know what it is. I know what I can handle. And that helped me be able to say no to something that really was beautiful, but I knew the future of how that was going to turn out. Like I knew it was over my clutter threshold. And so that having decluttered, having lived and been able to maintain at a certain level gave me confidence in my clutter threshold, which gave me confidence to be able to say, that's beautiful, but I can't do it. And so I need you, you know, I need, I need less there 
or whatever, because their style was a little more stuff than what I can personally handle. And it's not a matter of liking, because remember, clutter threshold has nothing to do with what you like. It's to do with what you can handle. Everybody got that? There's a podcast on that. Listen to the podcast on the clutter threshold. Okay. So accepting help. I kind of had to get to this point where I was confident in my own abilities as far as clutter, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So a couple of things. Um, I feel like it was helpful that I had picked out a rug that I really, truly loved. I, I, when I say picked out, I'd actually bought it on a Facebook marketplace post. And I'm so sorry, you guys, because I know I say, don't do that. I mean, don't get on those. And I, I mean it. Don't. I try not to. But I just happened to be, happened to see one. And I got it. And I love this rug. So whatever. I'm just, At least I'm being honest, right? Anyway, this rug is very much my style, my color. And I think that having that in there helped a lot with this whole process because I had picked this thing and then they were able to walk in and go, that's the central thing of this room. So we need to work around that, you know? So instead of them coming in and saying, oh, we should get rust colored, you know, throws and things like that, that are not my color that I like, you know, that would have possibly just brought in a bunch of stuff that I would have turned into clutter because I didn't even like it. Where instead, because I have this main color, this is the thing that I love, you know, that, that helps them. And one of the things, so there's a book called, um, the cozy minimalist, I think. Um, and it's by the nester who is a truly lovely person. I went to her nest fest last year as an author in her author barn. One of the things in her book that she talks about, or that, you know, she, I can't remember where exactly she talked about it, but she talks about like, instead of going out and buying things, like bringing the colors that you think you're going to love kind of in like, so if you have a, if you really think you want hot pink and you have a hot pink coat, you know, come and drape it over your chair, like a throw or something, you know, just to kind of give you this idea of colors. And if I'm quoting her wrong, I'm sorry, but anyway, so they, they did that. I was really shocked. The first thing that they did was rearrange my furniture, which I was totally fine with. And it made a huge difference. I mean, just that first night before they'd brought any decor in, and I was scared to death of them bringing stuff into my house. But before they did that, they just rearranged the furniture. And I mean, it opened things up so much. I I really like I look at it now and I think, why did I have it that other way for so long where it was blocking the door that the dogs come in and causing problems and stuff. And but I will tell you that they immediately were like, "Um, do you have to have that rocking chair in here? Because there's no room for it which is the container concept, which is the thing that I have to talk myself through. But it was very natural to them as decorators to realize that. So if you have somebody come in and help you, which I I guess what I'm recommending here is talk to your friend who loves to decorate. There's a lot of people out there, especially in the world of Pinterest and Instagram. I mean, who love this kind of stuff. You probably have a friend who has a beautiful home who would love to come in and help you. Make sure it's a safe person. Make sure you've decluttered first, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I thought it was interesting that they just in the looking at things and and arranging in space immediately implemented the container concept without knowing it was a thing where that's not how my brain works. It's like, oh man, I've got to move this chair around 16 times to figure out how to put it in here when the real, in reality, it just didn't fit. Um, they also, um, rearranged a lot. Like they did, let's put this, no, let's put this, no, let's put this here. Anyway. So, um, I really appreciated that. And I'm going to show pictures of this somewhere. 
at least on Instagram. Anyway, they asked me, what are my have tos? Like, what are my things that are precious to me that I really, really want to keep? And really, honestly, there weren't that many. Um, but one thing that I thought was really interesting is, um, you know, they, they moved things, they moved them again and again, they put them here, they moved them out. And I thought it was interesting because it reminded me of what I do when I'm, um, directing a play, you know, like I'm all about the, um, you know, the tableau and figuring out the look for this scene of where people are placed. So like, if there's a scene where people are sitting around talking, I'm not going to have them just sitting there all on the same level. You know, it's like, no, we're going to have this, 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 and make it look. And it, so it was just like, oh, we all have our different things where we see different, um, stuff. So you have something, even if decorating isn't really your thing, you've got something that is your thing where you're gifted. You know, so I was watching them do this and they were just kind of moving things around all the stuff that I already had, but I had had a bunch of books on the bottom shelf. They took a lot of those books and kind of placed them around, put some of them on their side and put a little plant on top of them, that kind of stuff. Um, and it just really made it look really nice. And now again, this is not an overstuffed bookshelf. I didn't want this to be a shelf that was completely full of books all the way. That wasn't what I was going for in this area. Plus I've decluttered a ton of books, but you know, they, so they use the books themselves more as decor, which then makes me happy because I love books. You know what I mean? Um, but I thought, you know, little things that they see that I don't, that I'm very appreciative for. So like I had my own books that I've, I've written and I told him, I said, I really want these to be kind of a, a focal point, but I just had them in a corner of the bookshelf altogether. And nobody would know unless they happened to go over that that was like, oh, these are special things. It's like, it's my two books. And then, um, you know, decluttering the speed of life, how to manage your home without losing your mind. And then there's the little booklet, you know, giving God the worst of me. And then I had it, the translated copies, the translations of how to manage your home. Well, I guess of both of them. Anyway, um, you know, in Polish and Chinese and stuff. And some of those are in really fun color covers. And so I had it over there and I was like, well, I really would like these to be a feature. And so they like turned them at this angle, put them on their side and now they're stacked up. And now it's like, they really are a feature and it makes me happy every time I look at it. So it's like little tweaks like that, that if you just go, something's wrong here, maybe your friend who decorates will be able to come in and without even adding anything, any stuff into your house, even if you just said, Hey, can you come and help me? But I've been working so hard on decluttering that can we kind of as a first step, because this lady, Dana K. White on the internet said, as a first step, can you just come and see if you can just do some tweaks or rearranging that would, you know, kind of improve things? Because I just feel like I don't see it the way that, you know, a decorator, I does see it. Anyway, getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days, to say the least. Having a focused plan for meals is the very best way that I have found to stay on budget. And that is why I love Prep Dish. Every week I receive an email from Prep Dish with a meal plan and grocery list already made for me and step-by-step instructions for the one hour prep session that sets me up for mealtime success all week long. And yes, I said one hour prep for a week's worth of dinners. That means I'm saving time as well as money. Choose from four meal plans to fit your eating style. Gluten-free, paleo, low carb, and super fast. I really, really like Prep Dish's super fast menus. So I don't have to turn to takeout or processed convenience foods to feed my family fast. It's a game changer for working moms. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. Check out prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Little things. Okay, so some of the stuff that I was going to say is um, we focused on non-randomish surfaces. So like on my little side tables, there are no displays. Okay, they did um, put some lamps, some very small lamps on those, but there's no displays. The only displays that they created, which were not are nothing elaborate, they're still very simple, are on like a, a non-randomish surface, like my bookshelf in my living room and my mantle, and that's it. There's no like big display on the coffee table or display on anything else, even on the the hearth of the fireplace. We didn't do stuff there because those are clutter collecting, naturally clutter collecting spots. And so we kind of did the things that are more off to the side. And so that brings the whole room. It makes it all look a little more purposeful and put together and decorated, but they're not like risky clutter risk spots. Make sense. Other little things. They um, bought some baskets. Okay, so here, here's how we did it. They came in, they rearranged just what I already had. And at that point, I was incredibly pleased with what they had done. Then I gave some money to one of them who loves to bargain shop. And I'll, I'll link to her Instagram too. Um, I think it's called decorating dirt cheap or something like that. Anyway, I gave her some money, a budget. I said, how much do you think? It would cost. And she said, oh, I bet you for this amount, I could really get what I needed. Um, she kept all the receipts. So I can then declutter some things by taking them back. Okay. Um, because she did bring some things in that I said, no, I don't want that. No, that's too much. I can't do that. But for this budget, she had a blast going out and shopping with that money. And she came back with stuff that I honestly, I absolutely love. And I was very clear with her. I said, I'm going to tell you my dream. I would love for my wall art to be something globe or map focused. I said, that's just what I want. That's what I've been dreaming. Anyway, she found like a world map and it makes me happy because it's like not North American centric. Like the middle is more like African Asia anyway, which is like a, from when I worked overseas and we did like, we tried to do a, a globe on the front of our yearbook. I was the yearbook advisor and we could not find a picture of the globe on the internet that like showed African Asia as the side, you know, as opposed to anyway. So it's a little pet peeve I have, but I'm like it. So I love it. I mean, this piece that she brought is just exactly what I wanted. So I was very clear about what I wanted, even though I don't feel secure of, is that bound? Is that, is that dorky or whatever? I told her what, she, what I wanted and she found something that was better than what I even wanted. Cause she has the eye, but she also knew what I was looking for. So I think expressing what it is that you're looking for. So she brought the, she took the money. She brought some, uh, bought some throw pillows and some baskets. Y'all know how I feel about baskets, right? They scare me. Because I used to buy so many baskets that would turn into clutter because I wasn't using them as containers. Anyway, but she bought a basket and she's like, oh, well, this is for your remotes. And, oh, well, this is for your dog leashes because your dog leashes are already in this one spot in the entryway. So I bought you a basket to put them in. 
And it's been five days and they've stayed in their spot because we just went ahead and put the basket in the exact spot where those things were randomly going anyway and being clutter, you know, looking cluttered, which then adds more clutter to it later, right? Because clutter grows. If you see a pile of anything, oh, other stuff is going to go in that pile. Anyway, I I thought that was very interesting that um, these things I've been scared of so far so good are working really well, but it's kind of that stuff I've had to learn of, okay, there's stuff here anyway, so I need a container for it. Like that's just very automatic to them. They're like, well, of course you do. I know, right? Um, oh, a couple other random things that I thought was interesting is, uh, you know, I have two throws that are on the back of two recliners. Oh, I guess I have three of them. One of them kind of slips off a lot and they were like, oh, well, you know, you can put, and I don't know what kind of tape it is. I'll try to find out, but you know, you can just put whatever kind of tape and just hold it in place on there so that it stays in place. And I'm like, well, that sounds easy. Is that how people keep their houses looking neat? (laughs) You know, I'm like, oh, tricks like that. Huh? Where in my mind, I just think, why does it always slide off for me? Why is it, you know, and I'm thinking that people must be straightening it every five minutes of their life. And I just can't even notice until it's on the floor. I'm like, no, they put tape on it. Are you kidding me? Anyway, I don't know what kind of tape it is, but I'll try to find out. I think that's all I'm going to talk about for now. I'm very pleased. I'm excited, though I'm fearful. It's brought out some of my insecurities Um, I, I do think there's an aspect of, "Mm, do I really deserve to have a decorated living room as someone who can't handle stuff very well? Anyway, so I think we've kept it pretty minimal, but just even arranging and angling and rearranging and kind of artfully placing the stuff you already have can make a big difference. And it stayed so far over a week, which we can mess things up in five hours over a week, it has stayed more. And I, I'm, I'm wondering, and this is one of those things where I hate to say it now because I'm, who knows what's going to happen in the future, but I, I do, it makes me think maybe things being very purposefully placed is a natural trigger for my family to not that they're perfect, but to kind of keep things a little more purposefully placed. Who even knows? All right. Well, that's all I'm gonna talk about for now. I will uh, talk to you guys next week.